we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here once again with my co-host with the Mohos. It's Army. Arms, how you doing? I'm doing good, Eddie. Uh, I'm excited for this podcast because your favorite person ever was on this episode of BH, and I just can't wait to get your reaction on that. I, when I tell you... I, I could not keep the grin off of my face from the moment she landed on my screen to the moment she left. I, I will get into it, but you know this was a big moment for me. I've been wanting this for a very long time. I've been praying that this will happen for a long time. This furthers uh, a theory and a plan that I have eventually for the series. Right. But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. My favorite part about this, Eddie, is that a lot of listeners know who we're talking about, even though we haven't said her name. Oh, no, exactly. They're going to be like, oh, I watched this episode of Beverly Hills. I know exactly who Eddie and Armin are talking mm-hmm. about because I know exactly what Eddie's been wanting to happen on Beverly Hills for years. And that you can't stop talking about how you share a birthday with this person, even though you can barely remember your own birthday. But you do it's, remember this person's birthday. I will never forget her birthday, but I will always forget my birthday. That's <laughs> that's fact. Um, okay, so before we get into all that, let's dive into this episode of Beverly Hills. Let's get back into the business. What's happening? Um, last episode was kind of the Denise drama um, about um, what was said in regards to three sons in front of her daughter. It kind of came to a head. We had Aaron um, coming to, I guess, Denise's side or whatever and attacking this woman very much so in a way that PK did in seasons earlier. Um, it kind of blew up at the Sutton party. Uh, where he was kind of left to his own devices with Erica and Kyle and Teddy, and things were just not great. Denise ended up running away from the issue like she has been. Between her and Kyle, these two girls fighting to be Queen Bees, they seem to run away from every issue that comes their way. Like, these two women need to learn, like, you got to get in there and fight. You got to throw it throw it down here. Well, maybe neither of them are the Queen Bee. And who is it then? Maybe Dorit. Oh, God, Dorit is... Who knows? Dorit could be, like, the dark horse. She could be coming in. Dorit's, She's been looking fab. Dorit's been super solid for a couple seasons now. I know we keep saying it, but it's true. Or Rinna. <laughs> you could say Rinna. I don't know. Maybe there just isn't one. Is that That's okay, right? There isn't a Queen Bee on this cast. See, but I think I think that's just telling of, like... I think this is, like, Los Angeles and Beverly Hills in general. Like, there's too many Queen Bees. You know what I mean? New York... Mm. There's some there a hierarchy falls in New York. Like people know there's their space in New York. Like they fall, they toe in line when they need to. Although post Bethany, I don't know who is the Queen Bee. But yeah, post Bethany, there is a there is a battle right now. But when there is a Queen Bee, they there's fall a void, in line. For sure, there's a void. Yeah. Beverly Hills, I think everyone thinks they're a Queen Bee. That's Los Angeles <laughs> in a nutshell. It's like all like the most popular kids from like high school went to one place and are all trying to be the most popular kid in high school for the rest of their life. And that's what happens in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they all think they're the Queen Bee, but you could argue the same thing about Roni, right? Like, Ramona definitely thinks she's the Queen. Uh, Sonia has delusions of grandeur. Um, we call Lou delusional Lou for a reason, right? 
That yeah. dynamic plays out in a lot of franchises. I mean, I think that's what makes a good reality TV cast member. Is all these women thinking that they're... Delusion. The Delusion, yeah. That mentality, that confidence. Um, but I think what's true for BH is that none of them are actually that alpha. Which is hilarious to think about because I just rewatched... I've been rewatching uh, Dinner Party from Hell for a, a Patreon episode we're going to be having come out soon. Oh, I can't wait for Very near one. future. Um, but I've been, but it's funny because um, Alison Dubois famously <laughs> says we're, we're all alpha women. Like everyone, you know, people are afraid of alpha women. We're smart and we're pretty. And Adrian Malouf goes, "Well, I'll toast to that." <laughs> so maybe they are alpha women. We just don't know because they are smart and pretty, and maybe that's all it takes. All right, they're all alpha women, but none of them occupy that role of like the leader. Yeah, and that's that's true. Yeah, none of them, none of them are falling into this place that lisa vanderpump kind of was in before right. because none of them are afraid of anyone besides lisa which by Let's the way real. you don't need to have a hierarchy right i think no. that's actually better to not have one um but i think you're right in the sense that they're all vying for that role they're not accepting an ensemble experience they're like that's not how we roll here there has mm -hmm. to be someone there has to be a top dog um well that's why well, erica and all them anointed kyle to that spot but she's not that she person. can't step up to the plate. Yeah, it's it's not working. Um, we do have a moment where she, she, well, this episode she's planning her famous white party, but now she's making a white and black party because she says it looks better in photos. This year, the charity is going to Children's Hospital, which Mauricio um, had a um, something wrong with him when he was a child and spent a lot of his time in children's hospitals. Um, I've spent a lot of time in children's hospitals, not for me personally, but with family. So I am right there with supporting and I think it's great. Children's hospitals are super important, um, especially like Los Angeles Children's Hospital, which I'm sure they're, you know, supporting with this charity. And it seems like they raised a ton of money because these things that they were putting up for charity were insane, but we'll get to that. Um, but Kyle's literally has invited everyone under the sun who has ever graced the screen in Beverly Hills to come <laughs> to this party. We have... On the guest list, all the all the cast that's currently there. So we've got Sutton and Garcelle, the new ladies. We've got Teddy. We've got Dorit. We've got Erica. She, of course, invites her sisters, Kim and Kathy. I thought her and Kathy were in a fight. So, like, super interested to see that. Beyond that, we get the morally corrupt Faye Resnick, who, you know, I always <laughs> love. Um, and we get Camille Grammer and Brandy Glanville. And Irene and Davidson. Davidson. And Adrian Malouf. So it's really kind of beautiful to see. And someone else, which we'll get to. Um, but it's really kind of beautiful to Andrew Serena, which I forgot to say. There was someone um, missing, though. I, There was. Vanderpump. But she, <laughs> yes, yes. It was kind of incredible. It kind of made me more excited. I feel like, honestly, other cast members will see this in years in the next year. And I think Kyle and the producers will see this as well. And they'll kind of try to make this white black party, this charity event, if Kyle keeps coming back kind of like this a reunion, reunion moment every, yeah. every year and it kind of can let things play out and other players can come and it was interesting to see who some of the ladies were standing with and siding with in some of these moments um but we'll get to that because i want to talk about camille and kyle having their little talk and then i want to talk about lisa and denise's talk and then we'll get to the charity event because a lot went down in this episode a lot of things moved forward um i loved first of all love seeing garcelle also do her little movie thing Right. Um, Although that director I, totally busted up that pitch. I would literally be pissed if I would Garcelle handle that with such grace. But if someone came in and was like, well, here's your script and here's how I completely changed it to make it my script to be like, no, no, no. 
adios. Like she was like, maybe we'll work to get it closer to what I had originally. It's like, no, this woman does not want to do your movie. She wants to do her own movie about some woman who was like married to some guy and like sleeps with them. And then they're going crazy. And there's a murder plot. I was with Garcelle. I was like, this is nuts. Not to get too deep into this, but they knew they were hiring, or I guess they knew they were getting this pitch from this writer director. And I think Garcelle had a great point. You're having a writer director pitch this. So naturally they're going to want to do pretty heavy rewrites just yeah. weird that they would even solicit that person for an interview. I guess why not like get their input? But Garcelle seems to be looking for a director who wants to put her vision, you know, on the screen. You know, yeah. so it's just weird that they even brought that person in. It just felt like a waste of time for that person who's like, "I'm a writer director, so I'm going to take this and I'm going to put my own little stamp on it." It's like that's not what Garcelle wanted at all. But anyway, no. Uh, well, let's get to. Um Camille getting invited to this event. So Kyle invites Camille to um, the party and Camille and, and Kyle forgives Camille for what's transpired last season. And in the year before, you know, all the stuff that she's been through. I mean, as remember Camille was not very nice at the reunion. She kind of came in blazing hot went full force and then has been kind of very aggressive and abrasive on Twitter and social media since. And they brought this up on the show. And I thought this was great. That they brought it up in the show because it's not just Camille's actions that happened on camera. It's what's happening in real life too. And it's really making her take accountability for what she's done off screen, which I feel like we haven't really totally seen in Beverly Hills before. Like sometimes like stuff that happens off screen is like hush hush or pushed under the rug or those stories never really make it back on camera if it didn't happen on camera. It's kind of like the Beverly Hills secrets. Um, and I mean, social media is public. So it is, it's cool to see them kind of like be like, no, this story's real and we're going to just put it right in front, which they have been doing with like the Denise and Brandy stuff. I like Beverly Hills producers taking the stuff, the secrets out from under the rug and throwing it in their faces and be like, deal with it. I also find it interesting how much of, bh drama historically is all about form we've talked about this a lot kevin o'keefe likes to talk about this it's more mm -hmm. about the way you play the game than actually what's happening like yeah. the whole thing with camille it isn't even about the drama of it all like the things with dorit or you know i forget all the things that happened last year where camille would be like talking to one person and then be talking behind their back dorit was like the biggest example right yeah and they kind of always push the major drama aside, right? Like the Dorit thing was a pretty juicy piece of drama, but the cast was way more focused on how Camille approached the drama yes. than the actual drama itself. And I think the whole glassware gate is a great reflection of it. You're not using the right glassware. You're not uh, talking to the rest of the cast appropriately. You should be saying it to their face, not behind their back. But then all the time they talk, you know, behind each other's backs, it's it's more selective than anything. Um, but they don't like you, so they're going to, you know, nitpick the way you talk. And I think, and I agree with Camille on that whole point where she calls out the hypocrisy of it. She's like, you all do that. You guys all talk behind yeah. each other's backs. And Kyle was like, no, I don't. I, I say things straight up. Whatever. And we're like, that's a lie. <laughs> it's a total lie. I mean, we've seen it a million times, you know, Kyle talking, you know, behind people's backs. But 
I always find it so fascinating, like the BH obsession with form. It's like the chess game of it all. It's like, how mm-hmm. are you perceived when you're making the moves as of more than what the moves are? It's yeah. Like, what's your overall strategy? What's your overall gameplay as opposed to what moves are you actually making? Yeah, you even forget uh, the content of it all. Like, I don't remember the content. I just remember, oh, they're mad at Camille because Camille would be nice when she was talking to them. But then behind their back, she would, you know, talk about she's the vicious. lawsuit. Yeah. And, and that's um, the bigger deal. So Camille is going to come to this party, she says, with a bucket of saris to hand out to any woman who cares to take one, um, which I think is going to be interesting. And we do see that come out. Um, then we have um, Lisa, Renna, and Denise sit down to have a little conversation. Also, um, died at them just like literally ordering grapefruit juice and french fries because that is a vibe. Um, I, I always order fries. fries. So, like when she was like, do you have any fries? Fries for the table. Fries for the table. You know this about me, Eddie. I love fries. If you actually are um, seen on on Revenge Body, you ordered fries for the table. If there are fries on a menu, I'm ordering the fries. I love fries so much. So maybe you are more like Denise than we thought. Maybe (laughs) you could be in Wild Things 2, Armin. Are you ready? Fries for the table, Wild Things 2 is the next step. Cast me in the sequel. I'm ready. Was there already a sequel? I think there probably was. I'm sure like, that there was. I'm sure there was. Yeah, like straight to, you know, VOD sequel. I, hey, sometimes those are the best ones. Those Sometimes like the straight to VHS I mean, or straight to DVD. Wow. Straight to VHS. <laughs> um, those movies are, are low-key. Sometimes those ones are the sleeper hits. Sometimes you got to love a really terrible B-movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so but back to Denise and Lisa Renna. Um, basically, they discuss how Denise doesn't really feel comfortable with Lisa Renna anymore. It's basically what it comes down to. But do they talk about that? No, that's right. They, this is another. That's like underneath the surface. Yes, this is another instance of what we were just talking about. Is it's more about how they're playing the game than what they're actually playing because Lisa even. Lisa even says your tone mm-hmm. and the way you're saying it does not match the words that you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And Lisa has a problem with the fact that at some points Denise will talk about happy endings and Aaron's dick. And then at other points, you know, doesn't want to talk about threesomes, which I don't understand. Like I, I don't get Rinna's perspective here because it's so obvious that Denise was going to talk about the happy endings when they were camping together and there were no kids and then in front of the kids you know she doesn't want to talk about threesomes and and you know what maybe Denise is you know making too big a deal out of it and that's one thing but again they're not really going after like the content of it it's about the form the form yes and I don't think it's wrong to say, like Garcelle said, that there's some nuance here. Like, we, not everyone feels comfortable talking about that kind of stuff in front of their kids. And maybe yeah. Rinna's on to something that, you know, Denise is really trying to change her image. But guess what she's doing? Not saying it to her face. But it's okay yes. for Rinna to do it, right? It's BH is maddening sometimes, Eddie. It's so maddening because you know what they really do? More than anything, they operate like Camille. They all operate like Camille mm-hmm, at all times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's zero self-awareness. They are all just like saying one thing at one time, another thing. They're at- all hypocrites. It's, they're all such hypocrites. I mean, and it's 
it's beyond the hypocrisy. It's like this hypocrisy, but also, like you said, this pseudo chess game. And it all just gets to be a little maddening and hard to follow. And you don't really know what anyone's talking about. (laughs) Well, I mean, I, my thing is, is like, I also see some of these ladies really trying to be producers like Lisa Renna. Um, more so that it's, I feel like it's less of them trying to play the game of Beverly Hills and more so trying to be like, look what I can do. I can make this show a show for the, for the instance where she literally goes, I think Denise is trying to change her image from last season by the way she's acting. And she like, you know what I mean? Like she's saying these things that producers are probably like also, you know what I mean? Fully breaking the fourth wall. Exactly. It's, it's so interesting to see Lisa Renna kind of, she's completely like, I don't know what it is. It's so kind of amazing to see because she's kind of almost taken this role of like, I live in Beverly Hills. I know the film industry. I'm on this reality show. I understand everything that comes with it. Like we have to show all of our lives, everything. I'm just going to move into this role of on-screen producer. And it's almost like she's creating her new role for herself in this Housewives universe because in some way you can see it as she is playing the game of Beverly Hills, but she takes it to almost an additional level with like more intent. She's a little bit more strategic. Like it's, it's something I feel like I've almost, I've seen with Bethany, but not as blatant. Like Lisa Renna just is always showing the cards in her hand. You know what I mean? And that's why I just can't wait for something real to happen. And I think that's been the problem with BH for years and years now is that nothing real has happened. Like you can look back in other housewives franchises and if i tell you a season you can give me an elevator pitch on that season for example let's just play a quick game season nine real housewives of atlanta um the phaedra candy situation boom easy everyone knows it right exactly phaedra um candy and obviously portia real housewives of new york season 10 Oh, was that Bethany versus Carol? Bethany versus Carol. Easy to understand, right? Very simple. Oh my god, simple. this game is getting me stressful, Armin. I can't play this game anymore. I'm done. I'm not doing anymore. I'm no, too one more. I'm not going anymore. One more. Season three, BH. Oh my gosh. Well, season three of BH was... Oh my god, now I'm getting nervous. See, now you got me nervous. I know this. You know it. Brandy Adrian. Yes, sorry. We literally did a whole Housewives of Herstory on that. How could I literally, Armin, see you? I told you two for two. You got me nervous. You got me stressed. I choked. I always do this. You don't tell me that I'm going to like win or complete a game because I literally just choked there. No, you, you knew you it. You saw the anxiety on my face. I know. You got anxious. Um, but oh, my, the gosh, point of that exercise. so much anxiety in the world, Armin. Don't throw these games on me that I'm not prepared for. Not ready for pop quizzes. But the point of that exercise is to show that BH just hasn't had anything real to talk about for a while. And I think that's why I'm so excited for this Brandy Denise thing to finally just drop. That's going to change the tenor of the season. And I think we're all waiting for that to happen. I wish it happened earlier in the season. And if you all don't know what I'm talking about, I don't want to spoil it for you. But, you know, major, major tabloid news hit last year. and About Denise. About Denise and Brandy, and Brandy Glanville. And Google it. Google it. You can Google it if you want it spoiled. You probably already know it. And that news is apparently going to be a part of the narrative of this season. I mean, we don't know. I mean, I thought when we got to this party, we were going to get it, and we didn't. We will. It seems like something will happen next episode, but we'll get into that. Let's get to this party because I feel like now we're at the point of the party. Right. Like I said. Can I just quickly say, though, on Rinna? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, all this like nitpicking of approach to the reality show, I just don't find it interesting. Maybe other people find it interesting. I know Kevin O'Keefe loves it. He loves the game, the, the cat and mouse of it all. Um, but just to point out a, another you know, moment of hypocrisy, Lisa Rinna famously tried to change her image on the show after looking terrible with the Munchausen's accusation. Mm-hmm. Well, she, every housewife tries to change their image after a season or another. Exactly. That's absolutely true. You're so spot on on that. This is all sort of an extension of PR for them, especially yes. if they are already famous, like a Lisa Rinna, like an Eileen Davis, a Denise Richards. A Denise Richards. It's an extension of PR. It's another branding opportunity. That's why Bethany, for example, came back to the show to boost up skinny girl sales and interest. Obviously, for housewives who don't already have a brand, they see it as an opportunity to create one. Dorit comes on the show and launches Beverly Beach. So I always find this sort of thing on BH. It's all, it happens on BH more than any other show to, to be boring because it's like, okay, yeah, and? So wait, Denise yeah. is trying to change her image. And that's what you're all doing. That's what you did, Rinna. Yeah. That's what you did because you wanted to help your daughter's modeling career you wanted to help your career and that's what all your colleagues on these shows do so what are what are we talking about it's so uninteresting and so boring to me um give me something real right give me a real story and i think we're going to get that with the denise brandy thing so i think we're all just waiting for that to drop we're just waiting for it to happen yeah um i agree with you i i agree there needs to be there needs to be a little bit more i mean we had lisa vanderpump basically manipulating the stories for seasons and this is the first real season without her and it looks like we're gonna get a real real freaking storyline so let's have our fingers crossed that it all drops like we need um this party like i said everyone from beverly hills was there including drum roll please the one the only chris jenner now armin go off when i when i saw miss jenner walk on my screen, I just about died. First of all, why did they even put Kyle's friend under Chris Jenner's name? It just needed to be Kyle Jenner, media mogul maven, Chris Jenner, superstar, queen of the world. Even just Chris Jenner, and then underneath the Chris Jenner. Like that's all it needed. It didn't need anything else. Um, I was. It's something I've been hoping for for a very long time. You know, my dream Beverly Hills cast is Kyle, Kim, Kathy, Chris, Faye, Brandy. All the friends. All friends. They're all friends. They all hang out with each other. It's perfect. It's amazing. Um, and they were all there. But that, that's together. the I love my friends crew, right? I love my friends. November 5th. <laughs> and now I'm 30. I'm getting closer. I'm going to be... How many more years? What? How old am I right now? I'm 27. I don't remember my birthday. Um, Are you going to recreate that? I. It's been my plan since I. I was gonna do it for my 21st birthday, but I'm glad I've waited because I feel like when I'm 30, I mean, I still have three years. I have time to prepare, get shots ready, get camera crews ready, raise money, get the looks <laughs> down. I, it's gonna be like it's gonna it's gonna take me the next three years to produce 
this birthday video, which if you guys haven't seen, look up. I love my friends, Chris Jenner <laughs> and your life. It's, it's like a music video she made for her own 30th birthday where it's her friends saying that they love her. It's the most Scorpio November 5th thing anyone could ever do. Uh, there's a reason I share a birthday with her. There's a reason we're of the same mind and of the same heart. I just, I can't say enough about Kris Jenner. It's insane. That's, that's the only thing I was upset about when I did Revenge Body was that I didn't get to meet Kris Jenner. <laughs> you were like, okay, like, so Chloe, an, nice to meet you, but where's Chris? It was amazing. It was the most incredible experience. I got to meet Jason Kennedy. I got to meet Chloe. I got to meet so many incredible people, but I didn't get to meet Kris Jenner. So was it worth it? That's the question. It was so worth it. It was more than <laughs> worth it. It changed my life for the better. It was the most incredible experience I ever had. Just the ter- cherry on top would have been meeting Chris Jenner. It really would have been. Well, you still can. Shout out to Chris Jenner if you're listening. And he wants know, to meet Chris. you, even if it's over a Zoom call. I don't I don't even know. I just need a text. I just need the text. I don't need anything more. Um, what was I gonna say? Um You're flustered. You're out of it. Yeah, I'm like flustered. Also, I loved that she just donated twenty five thousand dollars and didn't even buy anything. I thought that was such like a I'm rich and I'm just going to help move. It was beautiful to see because it's like Chris Jenner could get anything. Everything that they were selling, she had. Like Coachella VIP. They, they, I think they own Coachella. Um, That's also the that equivalent goal. of like a dollar for us. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, a dollar? Okay, well, 25,000 of Throw it out like, there. Uh, Danica Pam Wilkie, I mean, what did I call her? Danica. Yeah, Dana, Pam, Will Dana. Wow, I'm I'm Vanderpump Rules is mixing in. Ah, a little mix, a little Danica. remix. Yeah, sorry, Dana Pam Wilkie, not Danica, Danica Dow. Um, Dana Pam Wilkie had her sunglasses for twenty five thousand dollars. Can you believe? Famously. Um. So yeah, I mean, they could have at least given Chris those sunglasses, but uh, I love the auction. I love auctions. Um, I'm a big fan of auctions. Mm. Um, I didn't know this about you. Yeah, I actually... Um, is that why you love Uncut Gems? I actually haven't seen Uncut Gems yet. We <laughs> talked about this. Um, but I actually... I helped host an auction in high school. Well, like, okay. I went to private school my entire life. You know this. I'm a private school princess. So we've always, we always had school auctions. So I used to go help and set up school auctions every year. And my mom would help. Like, Did you do like going once, going twice? No, so... I didn't do that. I, so the one I did was... It was for my high school. And it was a big auction. And, like, the, the, the actual auctioneers and, like, the hosts were um, anchors from our local TV news station. Um, and they brought us up to, like, talk and, like, do, like, one, like put on one of the things. It was, like, me and another student. But, like, I'm a huge fan of auctions. So, like, I get really excited at auctions. I love looking at the catalogs. Um, it's just fun to see, and like, how much stuff goes for and, like, what people are bidding for. Like, silent auctions are so much fun because, like people hover and like you can like write in your bids and like people like it's just so exciting i love auctions and i love auctions for a good cause so kyle next year invite me to the party you want me to help i would love to help i could help you know i'm my hands are free i do not have a job right now so she also dropped me kyle she also dropped six figures on that party uh so i know she has a budget so she may be able to hire you i mean yeah i'm that's a serious budget that's insane. Six figures. Is that a million dollars? No. <laughs> no, that's seven. Okay. No. So six figures <laughs> is at least a hundred thousand. So yeah. I'm much cheaper than that. I'm like eighty. <laughs> yeah, it's all going to one staff member. Yep. The six figure party where uh I pay a hundred thousand to one staff <laughs> member. 
<laughs> to one staff member to do everything. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm only 80,000, so I'm definitely in her best. You are multi-talented, um, though. You could be the bartender. You could be the auctioneer. You could be uh, the host. You... I'll only make margaritas. For only 80,000? I literally, I mean, it's like Tom Tom should just hire me. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, at, at this auction um, charity event, Camille starts going around to people or, or actually people start coming up to her. It's like a mixture of things. She starts talking to people, apologizing. Um, we see Lisa Renna in this weird moment, go up to her and be like, we're like, there's nothing between us, but you're like, you're an asshole on Twitter. And then Camille like gets mad at her, like doesn't take the joke. And then they're like in a fight and Kyle's like, okay, whatever. Bye. Or not Kyle. Lisa Renna's like, bye. Yeah. Nothing like, happens that was really. Weird, wasn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, the whole but, thing like, was weird. And then Camille going up to Teddy, or not going up to Teddy, they're just kind of all in the room, and she's like, well, congratulations, and you look beautiful, and Teddy's like, I don't want to hear a nice word out of your mouth, and and then it just yeah, kind of gets like, awkward. He's like, I don't trust a word that you say, and I was like, I mean, it was very, the whole thing was just Camille, it seemed like she was just trying to weasel her way back into the show, you know what I mean? Like, she tried to start the fight with Lisa Renna. Right. She, well, did like, she is try to start the fight with, with Lisa Renna? I feel like Renna started well, that one, right? No, so no. I think Rena was just trying to be like, trying to be. If my friend, like Armin, if like you were being an asshole on Twitter, I'd be like, we have no beef, but you've been an asshole on Twitter. Like as a friend of friends, like, and I, I think you'd be like, haha, I have been. But Even we're in a, never. But we're in a different place. That is true. That is true. Yeah, Rena, Rena and Camille aren't cool. Yeah, that's true. I thought they were cooler though. You know maybe, what I mean? Maybe relatively. To the very uncool in the, in this, place that Camille is with everyone else, but I mean, Rena yeah. and Camille aren't homies like that. I mean, so maybe I was reading too far into their relationship. Maybe I was giving the relationship a little bit more. I was trying to, you know, say that they were friends a little bit better. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like Camille could have been like she was, and she could have been like, you know what, I was because she she was an asshole on Twitter. She could have been like, you know, at least I was. I apologize. Can we move forward since we have no beef? That would have been the polite thing to do. But instead, Camille's like, well, now, now we're like, "Mm, now we're fighting. Like, okay, bitch, like, you're just trying to get back on the show. We get it. (laughs) And like, her confessionals and everything, like, girl, like, she's working it. She's milking it. Like, she had some good one-liners. I'm not going to lie. To be fair, Camille has been very open about wanting to come back on the show. At least on Twitter. She tweets all the time, like, they could have used me. Like, should have given me a diamond. She does that shit. So it's it's not like she's hiding it, but... It looks like the girls are trying to ice her out. Um, I, I have to part. say, you know, for as beautiful as the party was, you know, and it better be for 100K minimum, um, I feel like a lot of missed potential for drama. I mean, it was whatever. But, Nothing really happened, to be honest. But I think we're I think we're moving into that because we're not done with it. I think this was the beginning of it all. Um, it looks like things are going to be picking up as it moves forward because we see the moment, you know, Brandy came in and she's like, I'm very nervous. But then we see in the scene from next episode, she goes out. She's talking to Aaron and Denise, and she says something. She says something that I'm not going to say here because I don't want to spoil it for no one. But something is said that puts the gears in motion that could get some drama started. We need something real to talk about. Not like, can you talk about this in front of your kids or not? Or like sometimes you talk about this to us which is going to be on TV, which your kids may watch. So isn't it just the same? Or like... I don't like that you say this in uh, to my face and then you say something slightly different 
not to my face. Like, all of that is nonsense. I mean, it's, it's something, but it's not really anything. We need something real. The last real thing that happened on BH, what was it? The Munchausen's thing. Oh, I was going to say um, the death of Russell Armstrong. Oh, so you're going back all the way to season two. I mean, even the Munchausen stuff was like, eh, I'm like not 100% entirely sure on either side. But at least it's cohesive. This shit is not cohesive. I don't know what the fuck is happening. (laughs) Yeah. That's where I kind of feel Denise. It's like all kind of nonsense. It's all petty bullshit that doesn't matter. That's why we need this Brandy thing to happen. I don't know. I I mean, I've been thoroughly enjoying the season. You know, I always enjoy Beverly Hills. You always enjoy Um, it, though. It doesn't matter what happens. You always enjoy it. I mean... But yeah, I mean, I'm 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 itching for this to happen. I wanted it to happen a little bit sooner, I think, and it's kind of like I guess bugging me that it's still being like drawn out. I thought this was going to be like the majority of the season, like the big chunk. Yeah. So I don't know. We know things are going to pick up. We know everything gets revealed officially in Rome. We see that the Rome trip is going to be the next. Well, it's announced next episode, so I don't know when we're going to get it. It's probably two episodes out. Um. So we still probably have two more episodes until we really start getting to the meat of the story that's going to come out about Denise and Brandy. I can't wait. That should I, be good. From everything we know, that should be very good. Um, I'm very stoked for that. I am sure it will be well worth it. I'm hoping it's well worth it. Um, I just got to say once again, thank you, Bravo, for putting my dream. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast on the screen together. And just having my dream actualized. I feel, I honestly feel like they just, they've listened to me. They heard what I was wanting, what I was wanting. And they were like, you know what? We're going to do this for Eddie. We're going to do this (laughs) for Eddie Estrada. And I thank you, Bravo. I thank you so much. There's a producer out there who listens to this podcast and did that just for you. Yeah. If you want to give me a call, I am also jobless. I can work for you. We can team up. Um, I think we mentioned it all with this episode of Beverly Hills. Do you think we did or did I miss anything? We mentioned it all. Well, if you guys want to make sure you hear everything that we're mentioning, not only about Beverly Hills, but also New York, Potomac's coming out and so much more. Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And if you guys want to, we have even more bonus content that has been released and more coming and that is exclusively on our patreon so if you go to patreon.com slash h-o-t-n-b-r-a-v-o-d that's patreon.com slash hot and bravoed for just five dollars you can get access to so many new podcasts that we are coming out with we did a hot and bravoed hot seat breaking down stassi schroeder we did a deep dive on the potomac taglines we're going to be coming up with our first bravo battles where we're going to pair two iconic episodes against each other We've got so much more stuff like that. So if you guys are into that, make sure to look into that as well. If you're on social media, follow us at Hot and Bravo. Armin, how can people find you? I want to do another plug for Holly Shook. Everyone, yes. listen to Holly Shook. It's a podcast all about celebrity scandals, both current and historic. I do that with Ryan Alkire. It's a lot of fun. And uh, you could find it on any podcast platform. And uh, you can also follow the podcast on social media at Holly Shook Pod. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada on all social media. So you can find me there. And make sure you guys check out Holly Shook. It is so funny and so good and so amazing. Armin and Ryan do an incredible job. Thank you, Eddie. And I think that's it. So we will see y'all next time.